This is Brain Diet, episode number 115. I love so much focusing on the food we feed our body, but I love even more focusing on the stuff we feed our brain. My name is Taylor Ann Macy, and I am a certified life coach. Welcome to Brain Diet, where we feed your brain the best information. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Thank you so much for listening. I marvel sometimes. It kind of hits me like a ton of bricks. The power that we have with technology that I can just ramble into a microphone and connect with people throughout the world. And I am so honored if you are listening, whether you're a regular listener or this is your first time that you are spending your time with me. It's such, such an honor that you take the time and that you listen. So thank you so much for listening. I wanted to start out by reminding everyone to sign up for my free 30 days to jumpstart your summer nutrition. This is just a brief, like, email program that I have put together that honestly is every health fundamental that I wish I would have been presented with when I first began learning about nutrition and health and and movement. And it's all of the fundamentals that I still go back to. Like when I can get out into the weeds with really specific and nuanced nutrition, that's not where I love to spend my time because that's not where the most important things happen. The most important things happen with all of these fundamentals that I teach in this free program. It's just a series of emails. It's an email brief every morning that you will receive that just outlines certain things to pay attention to. And I don't just focus on, you know, what to eat and how to move. I focus on the mental and emotional pieces because that was one of the greatest shifts in my health. That was what allowed me to really implement the science of nutrition was when I learned how to apply the mental and emotional piece. And if you are regular on this podcast, then you know that that is so much more what I focus on is what's happening in our mind and how can we clean that up to allow us to implement those behaviors, to implement the science of health and weight loss easily and sustainably and in a way that isn't extremely painful. The mental piece is arguably so much more important than those actions that you're taking. In fact, that segues perfectly into what we're talking about today. But let me just emphasize, if you haven't signed up for that, you can just go to taylorannmacy.com slash 30 day jumpstart, three zero day jumpstart. The link to that is in the show notes of this podcast. If you follow me on Instagram, you can see the link in my bio. I just encourage you to sign up because it's the only time I'm going to do this. We begin May 22nd, 30 days before summer starts. Uh, On June 21st is when summer starts. So it's just going to be 30 days and the intent is to first prime your body to be in a place for better health and for weight loss, if that's what you're looking to do. A lot of these behaviors focus on really taking care of the other elements, right? If we are extremely stressed out, if we are extremely sleep deprived, then weight loss isn't going to be as viable of an option, right? And so there are so many different uh, facets to health and to weight loss that I will focus on in this email program, but it's not overcomplicated. It's just very basic and straightforward, but it is the comprehensive fundamentals of what I believe health to be. So make sure you go and sign up for that. Like I said, it's free. It's just out there for anybody, but it will be the only time that I do it. So we will begin on May 22nd. So make sure you sign up for that. Let's get into what we are talking about today that very much relates to what I just mentioned. 
The title is Why the Mind Matters for Weight Loss. I remember being in college, I studied fitness and nutrition, and I was fascinated at the science of the body. I loved that you could manipulate the body's composition. You could grow muscle, you could decrease fat, you could do the opposite of those things. Like all of that was just so scientific. You could eat certain foods to achieve certain results. For example, you could eat certain foods to boost your immune system. You could eat in a certain way to boost your muscular function. You could eat in a certain way to have sustainable energy levels throughout the day. You could eat in a certain way to decrease inflammation in the body. Like the science of it was just so amazing. It was so cool to see it in such a neutral, factual, straightforward way. And I think it played well to my more mathematical brain because I could just see how simple it was. Now, there are many things in the physiology of the body that maybe aren't quite so simple. Obviously, we all have very unique bodies, but there are scientific principles and nutritional principles and movement principles that are pretty universal. And I loved learning about this. If you were doing an external science experiment, I think it's easy for us to be able to see the neutrality of it all. For example, if you were like standing at one of those science tables and you had some of those test tubes and it was like, okay, if I add this, this will happen. If I take away this, this will happen. If we combine these things, this will happen. It's still very neutral and scientific. When we are the science experiment, when our bodies are the science experiment, when they become the thing with which we are experimenting, our mind gets involved and can either help us or hinder us. For example, if you were doing a science experiment in school, if you were doing it from the space of fear of getting a bad grade, the whole experience and the result that you would create would be drastically different from someone that would be doing the science experiment out of fascination to truly see what will happen. I think this is something that happens to us as we grow. Children are many scientists, right? They are constantly experimenting out of fascination to say, what happens when I do this? And what happens when I do this? And then I remember being even in elementary school, doing something similar, like what's going to happen when I do this, but because I was so afraid of getting a bad grade, or afraid of what other people would think or afraid of what my teacher would say, the whole experience of the science experiment, whatever it was, was totally different. And the results were different, right? When you are a child and doing things just out of curiosity, you learn and you try many times and failure isn't a problem. You just continue to take action until you get the information that you want. Whereas, at least for me as a kid, doing those science experiments, coming from the place of fear and wanting that external approval, I didn't learn as much as I could have. I didn't enjoy myself as much as I could have, though I was taking similar actions, right? Though the action of experimenting was the same, you were getting totally different results. At least I was in these scenarios, right? The actions that you take to lose weight, just as in an experiment, they aren't what matter as much. It's where your mind is at when you are taking those actions. For example, One of the things, I just posted this in a reel on Instagram, which if you're not following me, go over there and follow me. I post some random stuff because I like to laugh and hopefully valuable stuff. But a lot of times I'm just making a fool of myself, which is great. But I posted this reel about how 
very often in my life, when I want a treat or I want a dessert, something that's high carb, for example, instead of subtracting food from today or subtracting food from tomorrow so that like I don't eat as much tomorrow, right? Instead of subtracting food from anywhere, instead, I add a protein source and a vegetable source. So in this reel, I just said, okay, if I want to eat ice cream, then instead of taking away food from tomorrow to punish myself, I drink an organ, a protein shake with it. And then I add some mini peppers with it or like some cucumbers or just some type of vegetable, right? This is an action. If you were to eat a treat or a dessert and you were to add a protein source and a vegetable source, this is just an action, right? However, the reason that I do it might be different than the reason somebody else is doing it. The headspace that I come from when I do something like this sounds like this will be helpful. This will help my blood sugar stay stable. This will help me feel better in a couple of hours than I know just eating the ice cream alone would. My mind is very clean, logical, experimental, and the emotions that I have that lead me to take that action are certain, sure, curious, unmiffed, right? I'm not bothered. However, if someone else were to take this action, it could be coming from the headspace of, I will get fat if my blood sugar gets too high. Or there is going to be a terrible consequence if I don't do this. And if you're thinking that way, if that's what your head is sounding like, that's going to lead you to feel worried, concerned, afraid. And even though you might take the same action of what I described in this reel, the whole experience is totally different. Like the result that I get from this headspace and acting this way is generally I'm more consistent with my macros when I do this most of the time. It helps me take care of my body in the most loving way. It helps me be thoughtful and compassionate with my body. And I would say it's an overall positive result for me when I do this. But for the other person that might be coming from a different headspace, that result could be feeling like you're bound in a prison of food obsession, totally opposite to what my experience is. Though the action is the same, you create a very different result. In fact, I remember I saw someone post on Instagram. This was before I ever posted this reel, but it was like something they were eating. Was it like pancakes or something? And they just put this caption that like you, this is a reminder for everybody. You don't have to eat protein with your pancakes or whatever. And as I was thinking about that, I, I thought to myself, I bet that had this person ever done this, if they were eating some type of dessert treat carb source and had added a protein source, maybe it wasn't coming from a healthy headspace. Maybe it was coming from terrible thoughts and terrible emotions that led them to take that action. So yes, the answer is what they said was true. You don't have to eat protein with whatever it is that you are eating. It matters the headspace that you are doing it from. It is not necessary to behave this way, but you have to check in with yourself. What am I thinking that leads me to feel a certain way that leads me to act in this way? And is this a healthy headspace? Because if it's not, then maybe it's not the right thing for me to do in this moment. Another example of this is just exercising. Like you think of anybody that moves their body, this is quite a neutral action. Exercising isn't necessarily good or bad. It's just movement of the body in a way. But a person can exercise to punish themselves for what they've eaten. And a person can exercise because it makes them feel good throughout the day, right? Maybe the person that's punishing themselves is thinking, I'm so terrible for eating that. Versus someone that exercises just to feel good 
think something like, my body will benefit from this. This will be helpful to me. The final result of this, right, even though the action might be the same of exercising, if you are doing it to punish yourself because you're in a headspace of self-hatred, the result is that your body is treated very unkindly. And that isn't sustainable and it doesn't create positive health change. Whereas if someone is in the headspace of my body will benefit from this, then that result when you're exercising to benefit from it, that result is your body is taken care of from love. Can you see the difference there? This is such an important distinction because any action you take in your health can create a drastically different result depending on what you are thinking that leads you to do it. The same thing goes for tracking macros, right? That's something that I definitely employ in my practice and with myself because I believe that it is extremely valuable and there is a lot of nutritionally based knowledge that's behind it and whether or not you are tracking the macros, your body is tracking them and so it's worth just knowing what it is that you're putting in your body. Regardless, tracking macros is just an action and someone might do it because they love the structure. For me, I like having the structure. I like having a general area of what I'm trying to hit of numbers because I know that it helps my body feel a certain way and it helps me in pursuit of my strength goals versus someone might track macros from a place of I better do this or else. And I actually talk a lot more about this in episode 86, Rules versus Tools. That's an episode I highly recommend you check out. Uh, I elaborate more on this in a way that I think is uh, really helpful when it comes to something like tracking macros. But any behavior in the health industry, you can find people that demonize it and people that praise it, but neither is correct. No health behavior is correct. What matters is the headspace that people are in that leads them to take those actions. So whether it's exercising, whether it's adding protein, whether it's fasting, whether it's CrossFit, whether it's running, whatever the action is, that's not what matters most. You cannot label a behavior unhealthy until you see the reason someone is doing it. And we tend to judge people's behaviors as obsessive or rigid or lazy or too extreme, right? We give it all of these labels, but how could we possibly know? We don't have all of the information. We don't know of their headspace because whether a, an action is healthy or unhealthy is determined by the results you're getting. So for example, like the exercise I gave with, or the exercise, the example that I gave with exercise, you will be healthier if you're coming from a healthy headspace. You will be unhealthier if you are coming from an unhealthy headspace. That's the result that you get in your life. But we don't know that. We just see people moving or not moving or doing whatever it is that they're doing and we judge it, but we don't know. Pairing a dessert with a protein and a veggie, that could be labeled as obsessive for some people. But you wouldn't know until you could see how a person is thinking and feeling that leads them to act this way. Could it be obsessive? Absolutely. If someone is thinking in a way that leads them to feel afraid or negative in some capacity, then yeah, let's ditch that action and start to do some TLC on the mind before we just try to like force more actions that are quote unquote healthy. When you lose weight to punish yourself, that result is not sustainable or enjoyable. But when you lose weight to take care of yourself, that result is consistent and long-term. This is why another thing that I've seen online is a lot of like weight loss demonizing. And that's okay, right? People can have whatever opinions they want. But how could you criticize someone for losing weight if you don't have an adequate knowledge of where their headspace is? 
I believe 100% that you can lose weight from a very loving and body positive and compassionate mental space. And you can also do it from the absolute opposite end of the spectrum. But unless you know what's going on in your mind, or unless you have a coach that's helping you see what's going on in your mind, you will not know whether or not it is a healthy behavior. The headspace you are in is what determines your results, not the actions you take. The results that you get in your health are so much more dependent on this headspace than it is on whatever actions that you take. And this is especially evident in how one approaches failure. If you are in a headspace that is very negative, then when you fail, you're going to go down a very different road. And let me explain a little bit more. Let's go back to the protein pairings, right? If I have a dessert and I pair it with a protein and a vegetable. If I fail at doing this one time, if I eat a bowl of ice cream without eating a protein and a vegetable source with it, I do not spend any time dwelling on it. I don't quote unquote, give up. I don't further sabotage myself. I don't just say, ah, screw it. I didn't do it right. So now I'm just going to like eat even more ice cream. What I do is I'm like, uh, it's just something that I like to do sometimes. And if I don't, I'll just kind of move on and do my best next time. It's just kind of a tool that I use that I implement to create overall better health for myself. When I fail, it does not get in the way. For someone that fails at doing this, if this is something they're trying to do, and they don't do it, they eat ice cream without pairing it with protein and a vegetable. And they are beginning from the headspace of self-hate and maybe some severe criticism, right? If that's where they're starting and they're trying to implement this behavior and they fail at it, the actions that follow are further sabotage and further punishment. It's saying, screw it, I didn't do it right. So I'm just going to give up and not even try anymore. You can see how that headspace drastically changes the results that you get just by failing at an action. Like if you attempt to do something and fail at it, the headspace is going to determine so much more than just failing at the action. So I want you to ask yourself, if I were to fail today at whatever behavior I'm trying to implement, what would my response be? If you were to fail and your response would be something negative, it's time to look at the he- it's time to look at the headspace that you're in. If you have an action you want to take, before you take the action, let's look first at what you are thinking and how you are feeling that's leading you to want to take this action. How you are thinking and feeling comes first before any action. Because success will depend more on that than the action itself. Just as I mentioned with the failure, I succeed so much more in my health because when I fail, I don't dwell on it because I'm in a really healthy headspace around it. But success in health is going to be sabotaged if in those moments that you fail, you just further sabotage. Success depends more on the headspace than the action. So if if you ask yourself, what would my response be if I were to fail right now and negative emotion comes up for you, then it's time to do a mental check-in. What am I thinking and feeling that leads me to think I need to take this action? And if you notice emotions within yourself of urgency or pain or scarcity or fear, those emotions are coming from the thoughts that you are thinking. And it's time to question them. It's time to clean those up. And obviously, this is where it's really helpful to have a coach to help you see those thoughts that are getting in the way. Because imagine if you are able to clean up all of that garbage that leads you to feel so terrible, 
that might lead you to take those quote unquote healthy actions, but don't become sustainable. And it's something that you resent. And it's something that is way more difficult because of this headspace. If that's the case, imagine what it would look like to not have that, to have the opposite of that and be in pursuit of any type of health goal. Imagine if you were pursuing a health goal and you felt things more like peace and compassion and commitment and determination. Those emotions throughout a health and weight loss journey will create very different results for you, not the actions that you are taking. So pay attention to that. Pay attention to your headspace and why you are taking the action that you're taking and be very compassionate with yourself. And as we wrap wrap up today, I want to remind you again to check out that sign up for the 30 days to jumpstart your summer nutrition. I'm sharing a lot of these action pieces that are really valuable, but I am sharing also so much about what we've talked about today, about the things that are happening in your mind and the things that are happening emotionally that can get in the way of creating the results that you want. So again, taylorannmacy.com slash 30 day jumpstart. Be sure to check that out. Thank you so much for listening. And I will talk to you all next week. Hey, do you have a coach guiding you through your weight journey? If not, I would be so thrilled to be yours. I want to invite you to come work with me in my private one-on-one program where I create an individualized plan for you based on your body in order to create the results that you want. I teach you how to not even want the foods that are sabotaging your physical goals, all while learning how to be more confident, how to feel better, and how to up-level your life. We work to create the body that you want and to feel good doing it. To sign up for a free mini session with me, check out the link in the show notes. I'll see you soon.